What are we talking about? Poinsettia. The Christmassy as fuck thing in the house. You, you, I mean, can't, it, you can't get more Christmassy than a poinsettia. It's like nat- naturally grown Christmas. Exactly. It, like, it, it's Because we're not doing a tree uh, in the house this year. I don't really know where you'd put one. Uh, well, we normally put it on there. Okay. Um, but now we're doing... Poinsettia. Poinsettia. Okay. And we'll decorate. There's a top festive tip from Cal there for yeah. you. Don't do, do a tree. Do a poinsettia. poinsettia. Welcome back to the Space Jam Continuum, the show where we try to make a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. I'm Chris McLennan. I'm Carl Noble. And we're back with actual microphones again. It's pleasing me. It's pleasing me. This must sound so good. Um, You know, I'm very much, I mean, you're allowed to, but I'm very much, you know, piggybacking off the mash tun equipment these days. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, all my stuff is broken, but uh, it's good. We can deliver a nice sounding show again. Yeah, we're working on it. It's not just us huddle around a snowball, so... No, yeah. but I mean, this is the time of year to be huddled around a snowball. Yeah, I mean... Except there's no snow. Well, yeah, it's because not even it's really, really, really warm. Yeah, it's, it's autumn. Yeah, it, uh, winter hasn't come, and I can't see any signs that it's going to until about February, so... Yeah, oh well. Oh, I'm okay with it. I'm going to stick a mull on later anyway. Oh so. yeah, we'd better get a mull on, because it is the festive season. It we're, is the festive season. We're in season. December, yeah. uh, which I, I presume I've put my strong views about before. We should just rename it Christmas, and the whole thing can be Christmas. Yeah. It can be Candle Nights if you want, the uh, you know the non-denomination. Yeah, Mirth Song. Mirth Song. Call it that yeah. if you want. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we're going to be drinking mull for the next few episodes, almost yep. certainly. Uh, we'll be doing episodes up till... Uh, christmas and then taking a break until the new year so uh last one will be on the 19th then we'll take a little break but we don't need to worry too much about that i just want to prepare you all for our one week absence we are going to have a christmas special as well yeah that'll be the 19th that'll yeah. have to be the 19th mm, gonna have to get a lot but of it's good for because that. there's actually been some hints at christmas there has the bad got- thing is we did not keep any kind of list as to where they were and as a result we're gonna have to you Wax know lyrical on it do basically what we did last year which is get half cut and talk a load of bollocks all right <laughs> but right now, uh, we're on the tea. We we're are. talk only a moderate amount of bollocks. Seems fair. Uh, so let's get stuck in, because I'm really looking forward to getting to the third of today's, yeah, know, today's uh, cartoons. So uh, let's get stuck right in. The first one this week is The Windblown Hair. It's a Bugs Bunny number from August 27th, 1949. <laughs> Okay, it's an interesting one. So yep. we've, we've got a basic three pigs story format to start with. Um, but the, the pigs seem to have cottoned on to the fact that it's not going to go well. They've got Because they've got the book, The Three Little Pigs. Yeah. And uh, so they know that the wolf can blow down the straw house and the wood house. Yeah. Uh, so they sell up and move into the pig's uh, brick house. Yeah. Now, they sell the other houses to bugs in turn, Yeah. and he's a bit miffed when they get blown down by the wolf, who also has the book, and is following it like a manual. Yeah, see, what I thought at first was that it was a script, and he was like, you know, he was just doing a part. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's not, like, really that bothered, but he, he's, he's doing a very good Brian Blessed impression. 
<laughs> or Brian Blessed does a very good wolf impression. I don't really know. I mean, you know, I think Brian Blessed would be inspired casting for this wolf. Yeah. Uh, but the interesting thing is, it's like, I don't think it is a script. But no, he does it doesn't see, seem to be, does it? But the wolf, at least, does seem duty-bound to obey the book up to a certain point. Yeah, as as do the pigs. They're like, nope, this is this is the way it's written. This is what's going to happen. So I'm wondering, is this a wolf thing? Like, do they are they just duty bound to follow? Well, it do, it does seem that way because when Bugs gets both his straw house and then stick house blown down, he then goes after the wolf and makes him read the Red, Red Riding, Riding Hood, Hood book, in which the the wolf reads it exceptionally quickly. And then just goes, yep, that's what I'm that's doing. That's what I've got to do. Uh, and, yeah, it, like, he, he obeys it like gospel. And I'm wondering, is this a wolf religion? Uh, possibly. Like, they do just, they just live by these tomes. Yeah. And, like, he was just introduced to a new one, because currently he had the Three Pigs one, and then he got the Red Riding Hood one. Uh, and as soon as he realised that Bugs wasn't Red Riding Hood... It was like, then, oh, I don't have to do it now. Yeah, he's like, okay, like, I'm out. And then Bugs is like, ah, okay, so it's the pigs, because it's something the wolf says about bro- blowing down the, the straw house, the stick house. And he's like, oh, I'm not, but I'm not going to be able to blow down the, the brick house. Now the so he qu- seems to know he can't. The question is, is Bugs trying to snap him, uh, snap the wolf out of this weird religious bent? Because in the end, uh, he convinces the wolf to try and blow down the brick house. Yeah. And uh, he's behind a tree with like the, the detonator for dynamite and he blows up the house yeah and the wolf's like surprised that he could do it and the pigs are surprised he could do it what interest does bugs have in snapping this this wolf out of his religious bit and piece i mean maybe he just doesn't like organized religions i mean it's fair enough yeah but like, maybe, maybe he's just like ah, oh, yeah i, I want to get rid of all of this he just doesn't like people being taken for a ride, and if it if it requires him to sort of take them for a bit of a ride just to yeah. demonstrate the principle, yeah. uh, he's willing to do that. As it was it was an odd episode because the, the wolf was reassuring because he didn't seem to want to. He wasn't bothered about eating bugs. He wasn't bothered about eating grandma, and he didn't even seem that bothered about eating the pigs. No, he just he was just like, no, this is what I've got to do. This is what the book says. I'm but had it. he read that far? Because he was reading the book as he went along. That's true. Like, he, to the point where he was uh, reading, like, okay, I'll huff and I'll puff, and, and then he would check it and go, and blow the house down. Yeah. It's like, so he was checking it even at the time. So I don't know. I think Bugs might have sort of saved those pigs. So maybe it was the pigs. Was, uh, he wasn't trying to save the pigs, though. I don't think he was trying to, but I think he might have done. Uh, possibly. Like, if he managed to stop them before that. But there again... Because the wolf, like, realises that the book is wrong. Yeah. Because he could blow down the brick house. And he doesn't read onto the bit where, like, you know, it, it mentions any intention of schnaffling down any pigs. No. Strange. It is strange. But it's what Bugs' interest is. Also, <sighs> because it's... Bugs either has that interest before the episode starts, or this is early enough Bugs... In like in Bugs's timeline, yeah. that he doesn't know he's got a load of powers because he tries to escape on a tandem. He uh, he buys a house, two houses. Yeah, because he was like, oh, this is better, better than, than the whole yeah. ground. Like, and we know Bugs, we know Bugs's hole is not just a hole in the ground. No, and the thing is, is like, like we we do know that this Bugs already has some powers. What powers has he used? 
Well, that's that's the thing. We, we, we know he's wished to be the most powerful bunny oh, yeah, on but, Earth. But I mean, we've seen him... We haven't seen him travelling... Not Well, not particularly this Bugs. We don't know if this Bugs has travelled in time. Yeah, uh, that's what I mean. But then at some point, we've got to work out exactly we've what seen point him, he does We've realize. seen him go wrong. We've seen him uh, try to get to somewhere in America and end up in Scotland. Yeah, so, so he so he must know that he's able to travel long distances, but he doesn't quite know the 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 level of it. Well, I thought he just hasn't quite learned control of it. But in this case, like, although I guess in that one, the one where he went wrong and got lost, like he didn't just go in the ground, sort of, yeah, and go back, know, click his heels and teleport, and then come out. He was burrowing. Yes, so. I know. Maybe maybe this Bugs is still in that bit, but otherwise it means that he... Because if he's not, if he, if he if this Bugs does know about his powers, then he deliberately pretended to need a house. Yeah. For some reason. I mean, that's that, like, like, that isn't beyond Bugs, but it's just like, what, like I said, why does he need the wolf? Or why does he need the pigs alive? Yeah, but then again, I don't think... like Like you say, I don't think he was trying to save the pigs well un- uh, unless it's going to have something to do with porky maybe he's going to need those pigs to infiltrate yeah although like maybe it is like revenge enough for bugs having been sold two duff houses to just knock down their house and call it quits <laughs> possibly yeah oh like the stick house wasn't really a duff house it was a perfectly nice house yeah the wolf just the got wolf, blown down the wolf was incredibly powerful yeah that's true like the destructive force of that wolf was Something else, something mm. to behold. Because, because, the, the, like, when I've imagined the Three Little Pigs story, the Straw House is kind of how I expect it. Yeah. But then it was out of. St- I'm sure it was like a out sti- of sticks. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was supposed to be out of sticks, not like no, you not know, like wooden planks. Yeah. It's like, like I, I imagined it more of like a kind of wooden lean-to. Yeah, like almost like just a sort of teepee situation yeah. of of sticks. But no, not in this. And the wolf takes it takes it out. It takes it right down. So, mate. Like, I mean, maybe that destructive power is why uh, somebody, you know, somebody with half a brain has seen fit to try and control the wolves with this religion because it's a dangerous thing to have just carting about. So it's like, okay, well, you know, if we really limit it to to stick houses and straw houses, yeah. But the thing is, if if you've got somebody who's like got them indoctrinated into this sort of like, look, these are the books. This is the way it's going to go. What's stopping that person having a sort of more menacing thing of going, once I can get them to fully believe this, I'll just write my own book yeah. and get them doing that. And then he's got control over them. Maybe that's what Bugs is trying to avoid. Maybe he's trying to break that. So it's like, no, you don't just have to follow what all the books say. So at that point, we've got to ask ourselves, who's trying who's, to control Who's wolves? trying to control the wolves? And I think... That would be purely speculative at this juncture, so we need to add it to the list of ongoing questions. Yeah. Who is trying to control the wolves? Well, oh. Next episode. Oh, uh, what we got? Clone Watch. Then I got a Clone Watch. Clone Watch. Uh, yeah, so we've uh, we've got a Cinecolor situation coming up. Yeah. And it's a Porky Pig number, which yeah. uh, is, you know, almost like double Clone Watch at this point, because we've got doubles. Yeah. And cine colour going does, on. It does say here, it's a colour remake of Porky and Wacky Land. Now, do you remember what Porky and Wacky Land was? Because I think I do. 
Vaguely, yeah. It was just this cobbled together <laughs> absolute piece of horse shit. Yeah, so way back in uh, 1938, <laughs> yeah. uh, there was some toons escaped the Tooniverse through the portal. Yeah. And uh, they needed to get them back in, stat, because the last time toons had escaped, it, it, was, a, it was a real shit show. Like, yeah. you know. It, oh, it didn't work out well for us. Largely, you know. Played a big part in escalating our world into the Second World War. Yeah. Uh, so they need to get them back in stat. And so they did a double bill on the same day, yeah. one after the other. And the second one, uh, because it was thrown together in a panic, was this thing called Porky and Wacky Land. And it was just a shit show. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was just, just. You do a bit. No, you do a bit. No, you do a bit. It had about like, 4,000 characters in it. Yeah. And they just sort of were walk ons. And Porky was just sort of walking through this sort of psychedelic yeah. nonsense and so why they would see fit to remake that well we, we've seen them do this before with porky the third um cartoons redone with porky the fourth so yeah. it's possible that maybe because they're realizing that porky and wacky land was such a travesty and they're like oh people are starting to cotton on that tunes are escaping yeah, maybe the we'll do it again trying to, to rewrite that trying to rewrite that history and uh i guess someone's you know started to catch on to that Porky and Wacky Land was maybe uh, starred a uh, uh, starred a dictator. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh no, we can't have that. We can't have people remembering it that way. Let's uh, let's make uh, Doe for the Dodo. Uh, it's a Porky Pig number, a remake of Porky and Wacky Land. We're on Clone Watch. It's September third, Okay, what's Salvador Dali's stake in the Cinecolor business? I don't know, but like that was different to the last Wacky Land. It was. It was like in premise, enough. it was like near identical, but like it it wasn't as hashed together. Like this, no, this, this seemed like a proper glimpse into something. Yeah. Uh, and my feeling is that it's a sort of Island of Doctor Moreau esque. Place yeah, for just messed up hellish, messed up cine color clones. Yeah, because we did see um, what looked like a blue Bugs Bunny. Yeah, we've seen like weird. kind of fucked up blue versions of stuff before with uh, yeah. Tom Turk. So yeah, I'm thinking that's that's probably about right as to why Porky's went there, or as to well, why they've for decided the four, four trillion. Or I guess if it's 1949, and you know, as a British person watching, it would be a, a, still be a billion. Yeah, but, but the, the, I mean, the the thing is, is is this not just the agency remaking that and going? Well, we'll just use Cinecolor's world because it was it was too similar for it to be. Oh, there's Porky the Fourth off on ex- pretty much exactly the same adventure as Porky the Third. Is it? Do you think it's they're worried that? this stuff will be found out to be Cinecolor's bit and they're trying to reinforce the notion that it's just this place called Wacky Land. Possibly. That's, that's just absolutely legit. Yeah. I don't know. It, uh, like, it, it, it's an odd one. Like someone, stu- like someone stumbled on this place and gone, oh my God, the hideous clone monsters. Yeah. And uh, they've gone, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's Wacky that's Land. It's Wacky Land. <laughs> it's like, no wonder everything's wacky. Gah. God, you fools. Let's put some melting cocks uh, yeah, in Yeah, you thought something sinister was going on with that three-headed chap over there. Yeah. Oh, well, don't you worry about it. 
It's just yeah. wacky land. And they've got some very, like, the physics there's a lot stranger than it is in the rest. So I'm thinking that's, because there's a lot of real sort of Acme-style stuff there. Yeah, and they seem to have, like, not, well, yeah, sort of control over physics yeah. to an extent. Like, they've got, a, like, a, a little sort of portal-esque playground. Very well, professional, that's my phone. Yeah, well done. Yeah, thanks. Pop that on sign of there. Second week in a row. <laughs> uh, so, well, do, do you think maybe Wacky Land actually is where the, you know, is the closest thing to the portal? Do you reckon that's where, you know, the Event Horizon is closest oh, within their is world? Is it Event Horizon? Oh, it could be Event Horizon. Like, you know, they've, they've sent some, something through the portal and then, like, get, which folded space and time. Yeah. And it actually went to hell. Except in this, is Wacky Land. Possibly. Is Wacky Land hell? Is that where Cynical are getting all their things from? Yeah, they're not actually doing any cloning work at all. No. They're just digging hell beasts out and calling oh it good. I, I don't know. Maybe. 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 If we see Sam Neill tear his own eyes out, then, then we'll know for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't really know what to make of that episode, to be honest. Um, yeah, like, I mean, like... There was... was a lot of clones going on, because we saw the last Dodo get a card off, and then loads of Dodos come out. Yeah, I, I think those uh, Dodos, presumably clones. Ooh, or do you think that Wacky Land is like... Um, Willy Wonka's chocolate factory to Cinecolor and the Dodos are actually Umpa Lumpers. But I mean, I don't they think... They do all the cloning instead of making all the chocolate. I mean, it's as not it as were. wondrous, is it? It's just a hellscape. Yeah, but, you know, they're not making chocolate. I mean, my thinking is that, like, this is definitely a Cinecolor-tied situation because you've got all those Dodo clones and like, yeah. that would make sense as a, as a, a thing to try and like to test out your stuff on right yeah it's like it's like in jurassic park when he's like if i were to if i were to make a flock of condors on this island you would never had anything to say yeah. it's like they, they, they tried it all out on dodos they've got all these dodos there now yeah and uh the dodos who live there because they seem quite like yeah. you know they're a bit they were wacky but they weren't hellish no like i think they've got a sort of community going on and the easiest way to make all the people snooping around go away is just to let someone think that they've got the last dodo possibly maybe maybe they pay maybe they so do they pay, sacrifice yeah, maybe they do pay out that four trillion dollars mm, possibly or someone does yeah even if it is just cinecolor trying to pay Palm everyone it off, off. Yeah. yeah i don't know it's it i think wacky land is just a is a, is a cover yeah, no, I, 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 th- I think that is probably... Because it was a cover last time as well. Yeah. Like, I just think they thought someone was getting too close to finding finding out what was going on yeah. with all the clones. And they've gone, fuck, what have we got? We, we're, out, we're out of gambits. It's like, well, we do have this one we used in 1938 that yeah. like, we could sort of bring back around. It's like, okay, hit me with it. Wacky lad. <laughs> Everyone's like, no, don't do Wacky Land. <laughs> Please don't do Wacky Land. Don't do Wacky But I mean, in all fairness, like, this one was better. It was actually quite entertaining, this one. Yes. Yeah, and it was a, it was an insight. But I mean, it's, if anything, just made the Cinecolor and Clone Watch situation even more confusing. Yeah. Please don't do Wacky Land again. Don't do it. Not for a third time. Okay, shall we move on? I think we should. We've got some, we've got some new new uh, characters in. We have got a new character. And to toast their arrival, we have a nice mull. 
we have a we have a festive festive beverage. Yeah, and we're watching quite ahead of its time on this title, I think. Fast and the Furious. Oh, uh, yeah. I see what they've done there. It's Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner. Oh, my God. The first ever from September 17th, 1949. They came in Beep-beep. in 1949. Amazing. Let's do it. Let's do it. That was solid gold. What's with his tongue? <laughs> I don't know. Why is he always like, giving it a wiggle? Like, I don't know. Just, I mean, I don't mind. <laughs> I just don't know why. I mean, I've seen you go. <laughs> yeah, but birds don't do that. This one does. Apparently so. He's great, though. I mean, they're both great. They're both they're both amazing. Like, I just love that, that this is the level that Wiley Coyote's like harebrained schemes get to in the first one yeah so like the best one was uh he gets a refrigerator a motor a meat grinder and skis delivered and then he straps a refrigerator onto his back which has the meat grinder just in front of it so that it's constantly spitting out ice into the meat grinder and the motor is driving the meat grinder to create snow, which he can then ski on. So it's constantly producing snow in front of him. So he just has a perfect skiable path at all times. All times. Always in front of him. That was amazing. Yeah, I mean, I mean like, but like, they're only seven minutes long. Yeah. Like, I'm presuming he's got a long, you know, a long rivalry to go on with... Uh, Roadrunner. But, yeah. like, at the same time, I saw a lot of the classics in this one. The big boulder, the f- yeah. fake tunnel. Yeah. I'm now th- starting to think, was there that much Wiley Coyote in Roadrunner? Possibly not. Either that or Wiley gets so many head injuries, he just forgets a lot of the things he's already tried. They just, they just keep repeating. Because the, the thing is, they're not bad ideas. It's just, it, it's that classic thing of, oh, I've tried an idea. It didn't work this time for this one reason. That's obviously never going to work again. Yeah, it's like, Whereas for him, it doesn't. He's just like, no, no, that was just that circumstance. I'll try the same idea again. I'll just do it and hope it'll go differently. Very slightly differently. Uh, one thing that was interesting is in the fake tunnel one, mm. um, which obviously he paints a fake tunnel, yep. uh, Roadrunner just zips through it. As if it's actually there. Uh, and then he tries to zip through it, bashes into a wall, then Roadrunner comes back out the tunnel. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, the general gag in the cartoon is, you know, if it looks like a tunnel from the camera, uh, camera yeah. angle, then it will work. Um, the interesting thing is, you know, that implies a lot about the portal's control over reality in the universe. Yeah, so like, if, if there's something, you know, if a, the portal views it as real, then it's real. Yeah, there's an uncertainty thing going on though, where it's yeah. like it's. You are changing the reality by yeah. by observing it through the portal. Yes, it's like if we weren't looking through the portal, then Roadrunner would have bashed into that fake yes tunnel as well. So that's that will add that to our tune physics situation. Yeah, because that I mean that that throws up a whole range of different. But also problems. it means because we can only view things from the angle the portal decides how much of what we're seeing is real and how much of it isn't. And how much agency over that does the portal have? Exactly. And does it have an agenda in that regard? Oh, I don't know. Because it pretty deliberately cut to a different camera angle to have Wiley Coyote bash Slam into, into it. Slam into the wall, yeah. 
and then resumed the previous angle to let Roadrunner. Do you know in the live show how we um, said that we think that tunes need the laughter from other places? Yeah. Um, to, you know, that's the only way they can get a laugh. Do you think the portal needs something from us? So it puts those things in. So it needs a laugh. So it throws in situations like laughs that. through the portal. Well, I'm thinking maybe that the portal is harvesting laughs. Maybe the portal is an entity that requires laughter but as is it, sustenance. It is on the side of tunes. Can they hear the laughs through the portal? I don't know. I just don't know. I mean, because because that would mean well, unless it's more of a symbiotic it, relationship. That's so. what I mean. Is it like the portal needs laughs traveling through it? Yeah, and the tunes get them. You know, when they pass through. Yeah, because like, well, it, it's possible. Be, like because of because of that laughter going through the lens of the portal, maybe that does become sustenance. Yeah, but it's interesting because it, it's like is yeah is the portal. Uh, existing with them symbiotically or is it leeching laughs they would have I don't know because the thing is the portal is actively trying to make us laugh from the camera angles from every everything we've seen from the portal it is gearing it towards this will be funny yeah this will be funny is the portal a tune well that's it like, 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 like all this time we've thought that the portal is something kind of like separate but is there are all tunes exactly the same doesn't matter what universe they're from whether it's Disney, Maroonverse, Looney Tuneverse, like maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe all tunes are exactly the same and they all come from this one mega tune, maybe which the, is the Maybe portal. the next leap will be Leave Home. Who knows? <laughs> oh, where is Sam Beckett, eh? I'm not in this, unfortunately. Well, he might be. That's what we'll do when <laughs> we're done with this. What, we'll watch Quantum Leap? We'll watch Quantum Leap. Uh, I mean, I'm up for that because <laughs> I really like Quantum Leap. So do I. <laughs> Last but episode, yeah, so know, sad. It's, this this one's really interesting because it like it doesn't answer much, but it does like reframe the whole existence of the portal. What's it for? Why is it doing it? And why is it trying to make us laugh? I think they're good questions to leave it on. I think they are. Uh, so yeah, I mean, as ever, uh, if you listen on iTunes, please do leave us a review and a rating. Yeah, uh, five stars is best. Five stars is ideal. Obviously, but, yeah, don't worry too much about that. Just leave us a rating. Yeah, um, uh, it really helps our visibility. Uh, not that we'd know because no one does it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, are we visible? I doubt it. Am I? I mean, visible? I can see you. Yeah, and I can see you. Okay, so our rating must be okay. At least two stars. Yeah. Uh, Otherwise, thank you very much for listening. It's nice to know we're not alone in this uh, maddening escapade. It is helpful. And join us for mulled wine. Get involved with them all. Yeah, yeah, get, yeah. please do listen with a mull on yeah. through the festive season. Uh, that's just that's the way we'll be doing it. Yeah. And, you know, that's pr- probably why I'm, you know, less shouty and more relaxed because I'm just, <laughs> just, chilled just a chilling out with a nice mull. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Thank you to uh, Bear Jones for the new uh, Clone Watch jingle. Oh, yeah, it's really good. Uh so you don't just have to listen to us whispering Clone Watch anymore. <laughs> you can listen to Bear doing it. Uh, the cartoons today were pretty low on classic songs for us to uh, bung at the end here. Yeah. But uh, we've we've dug something out for you. Uh, so we're going to leave you with Mr. Bo Diddley <laughs> and his song Roadrunner. Uh, but until next week, uh, you know, have a good one. Yeah. Bye. I'm a roadrunner, honey.
put some dirt in your eyes.